I have Danielle from Rustic Joyful Food, and y'all, she is already the best. I've known her for a total of 30 minutes and feel like we've known each other forever. So I'm so excited for this conversation. Also, her new Devo book, You Were Always There, is just such an incredible message we're gonna talk about on the show. But first off, I just have to say welcome. So excited. Oh, thank you for having me. This is incredible. It's it incredible. Is. And I'm such a Louisiana a convert now. Like, this is a yes, great place. I love it. West Monroe. Because you're from Seattle, yes, right? Yes, about an hour south of Seattle. So that's not Louisiana. That's not Louisiana. <laughs> and you know what I told your mom yesterday? This is so cute. That my favorite thing so far is the drive-by hello. It's like where people yes. are like, hello, and keep going. At home, you try to avoid eye contact with everybody. That's because so when you get when you catch someone, you're gonna get into a conversation for 20 minutes. Oh, totally. This is so great. People are just like, hey, how's it going? How's your baby? Keep walking. <laughs> That's I'm so like, true. I'm into this. That's hilarious. I would make me so much more friendly at home. I mean, I'm a friendly person, but yeah. I'm like, if you could just say hi hey, and keep going. Bye. I love it. <laughs> it's good. See, these are the things that you don't know to appreciate about where yes. you're at. I a drive-by hello. I mean, for everybody watching all over the country, you got to let people know if you have a drive-by hello. There's no drive-by hello at home. <laughs> that this is, is good. so funny. Let's bring the drive-by hello yes. around the globe. It's, it makes people feel comfortable, it's and then true. you don't have to get into nitty-gritty business. It's You're true. like, I'm sorry, I'm at the grocery store with my Not crying toddler. Needs that. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. say drive-by hello. I yeah. love that. That is hilarious. Yeah. That's so good. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yes. So I have to say, I'm a big fan of the Kelly Clarkson show, and I Thank hadn't even uh, told you that yet since <gasps> we've been talking yes. but this is so cool so backstory whenever we were like in high school is whenever duck dynasty kind of took off yes. and so we were getting more known and stuff and my friends you know high school would always be like yeah who's the famous person you met that's the coolest or the nicest yes. or whatever and they would always ask me and i would always say kelly clarkson she was the She's nicest incredible. person yes. that i've ever met and she would not remember me from anything but we were in high school I bet she and would. well my brother and i were at the country music awards and it was like very random we were there yeah. we were um backstage because my parents were doing something and we were like awkwardly in the green room like yes. not talking about like why are we here like hide and she like intentionally came up to me and was like what's your name and oh. like got to know me and i was She's like that is so sweet. And that's who she is through and through. She'll that's go cool. out of her way every time on set to be like, how are you? How's it going? Wow, a girl, so I just sweet. ate some nachos and they were delicious. Like, she's literally the most down to earth. And I that's love it so when sweet. you meet somebody who's such a massive celebrity. Yeah. And they are exactly who they are. That's like, in every setting, me in the best way. Yeah. Which shouldn't be surprising. I feel yes. like you would hope that everybody would be like that. It's not the norm. But it's not. People have a persona that they turn on. And so yeah. it's like, some. it's such a gift. And yeah. she is a total gift. Like, that's she's awesome. just such a big heart who yeah. she is wears her emotions on her sleeves like such a great person amazing to work with that's so sweet I love yeah. that but also I feel like y'all are kind of alike Do okay that's the biggest that compliment too people are like you guys could be sisters I'm like sum me up I can totally <laughs> see it y'all are so much alike she's great yeah so okay I want to hear your story because yeah. I know not everybody just wakes up and is on the Kelly Clarkson show it's cooking true. like I know you have a long journey that, yes. that got you there and yeah. so tell us a little bit about your story and how you are I, where you are right yes. now yes you know what I feel so blessed and it's all always been about other people for me. Like my husband and I, back when we first got married, so we're, we're coming up on 15 years. Oh, that's awesome. And my, I'm a mom and I have two beautiful boys. I have Noah, who is 11, and I have Milo, who's five. And oh, Mike I and I, names. yeah, they're so Sweet. cute. I give them presidential names. So we have Noah William Grant. Nice. <laughs> and then Milo Wilder, Car or Milo Wilder Ellis. I love Cardis. that. I love that. <laughs> so very presidential. Um, but it's, it's so funny because when Mike and I first got married, I was a makeup artist and I was traveling cool. all the time. And and I thought, you know what? I want to be home more. Let's open a restaurant. And all of our friends are like, are you trying to get a divorce? <laughs> like, oh what are you gosh. doing? And I thought, you know, you know what? It's 
something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Let's open this place. And we opened this magical, beautiful little bistro called Manola. Cool. And I thought, this is it. Like, I have found myself. I've completely arrived. I have this little empire I'm building. And my marriage was just really um, being stretched mm. and crumbling. And I wow. and I thought, this is what's important to me. My marriage isn't important to me. Like, the fact that Mike and I are getting along during this, wow. like, this doesn't matter to me right now, which is such a sad sentiment to think about it now. Yeah. But at the time, we sort of allowed all of the stressors in life to sort of really bring us apart. Yeah. And Mike and I decided that we were just going to call it quits. I'm like, we've wow. been married for two and a half years now. Um, we, I've got the restaurant. You have your job. Like, let's just go our separate ways. We're great. Wow. And we didn't even cry about it. And I thought it's such a sad thing for me now, but it's so beautiful, like what the Lord does with a broken time. And I thought, I've got my restaurant, buddy. Like you hit wow. the road. And I was pregnant with Noah. Did you and know? I didn't know at the time. And it's so funny. I tell people all the time, like they tell you in society, like don't have a baby to save your marriage. But God used this pregnancy and he used wow. Noah to really show Mike and I what it was like to not be selfish anymore. Wow. So I found out I was pregnant with Noah and it was like, game on. We have to figure this out. We're running a restaurant. Wow. We're having a baby. We don't get along anymore. We have to figure this out. Wow. And I got preeclampsia. I got very, very sick and went mm -hmm. on bed rest. It took, you know, seven months for us to lose everything. Gosh. And we didn't lose each other. And it's really important for me to tell people, like, you're going to ebb and flow in your marriage. Yeah. There's going to be times when you're young and or even if you've been married for 20 years where you're like I don't like the person that I'm married to God can still work in that God can still move wow. in that you just have to make a decision like I'm going to stick around and Mike and I made this decision like we're having a child we need to figure this out wow. and we lost Manola we lost our home our cars I mean you name it it was like this massive like and I wow. thought me cooking the Lord was really starting to show me in caring for Noah how what a joy he was and what a joy life was and and I was starting to like like my husband again I'm like wow. we had no outside pressure from the restaurant but we were broke I mean wow. like dead broke we had no money and it was such a happy time yeah. it's like wow we're beginning to rebuild um and I went back into makeup and I didn't tell anybody I cooked and people were like where have you been for a couple of years I'm like oh you know I just got married <laughs> I like, didn't want anybody want to, to know I'm like I want to talk about it I just want to do your mascara and I want to go home <laughs> Uh, to my empty cupboards. Like it was really yeah. just such a difficult time. And it's funny because people, I was doing makeup one time and I talk about it in the book and I had a coworker say like, you have a baby I'd mentioned and no, it was nine months old at the time. And I just didn't even know how to talk about being a mother. I was just trying to figure everything out. Like, Lord, who am I now? Wow. And I thought I lost who I was. I thought mm. I lost who I was to my selfishness. Me and my ambitions almost cost me my marriage. Uh, and I thought, Lord, who am I? And the and what God started to slowly speak to my heart is, you didn't go anywhere. Wow. You didn't lose who you were. I love that. And that's where the title of the book comes from. You were always there because I think that when hard stuff happens and we mess up, I mean, I messed up. Uh, Mike messed up. We were really just young and selfish. Uh, I mean, God just has this plan for you if you let your own ideals go. Yeah. And so fast forward a couple of, you know, a year into us losing everything, I thought, I want to write the recipes down from the restaurant. Noah needed to eat. I, we were super broke. There were these cute little baby pouches, um, little baby food pouches that I couldn't afford. And we were on Wick at the time. So we just got like the little Gerber, whatever. And no offense against Gerber, but my baby was not eating it. <laughs> he was not having to spit it out. He didn't want the little free packets. Hey, I and get I, it. I'm yeah. like, and it was nasty. And yeah. I would taste it. I'm like, Ooh, no, no, thank you. And I thought, you know what? I can buy some zucchini, I can buy the little packages and I can make Noah some food. Yeah. 
spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, business and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. But it awoken me this want to cook again. And I'm wow, like, I do love to sweet. cook. And there was no ambition in it. It was mm-hmm. just like, I want to provide for my family. Wow. And Noah started to eat. And I thought, well, maybe I'll make pasta again. And Mike was so cute. He's like, do you think you could make some pasta? Could you make some bread? Could you make food from the restaurant? Because it was good. And I thought, I, I don't want to cook. Like cooking cost me everything. Wow. And it was like, I just, it really got had to chip away at my heart for me to start cooking again. Mm. And so when I started cooking again, it was like game on. I'm like, mm. Lord, this is something that feels good to me. Wow. It feels like a gift you've given me. It felt like therapy. Yeah. And so we started writing the book and um, that my very first cookbook uh, called My Heart's Table. And I kept asking the Lord, I'm like, in the food world right now, you, you there's no space for people to share hope and pot roast. Like there's no space for me That's to be like, so good. right? It's like, how can I tell you like, oh my goodness. And then you sear off the chuck roast. And But is your marriage okay? <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling good about your body? <laughs> like, how do you do that? And God just kept saying, you just do it. And we were wow. in the fire, still broke. And I started speaking yeah. at mops groups and churches and sharing my vulnerability mm. in the way in a way that felt like, oh my gosh, am I the oversharer? Like, yeah. we're in this, Lord. Like, my ends are not meeting. Like, we're never going, we're never starving, but I was working full time. Mm. Mike's working full time. I mean, we're doing the drop. Like, Mike's working in the middle of the night. We're meeting at a Starbucks so to pass the baby off. And I just knew, like, don't stop. Keep wow. going. And uh, it's such a, an encouragement for other people. Like, life doesn't get good when our dream, like when we feel like we're achieving our dreams. Yeah. Life is good in the journey. Like, this is good. living. Like all the crazy stuff. So encouraging. And so. 
I ended up doing makeup one day for a lady and she worked at Costco and I thought I, I wrote a cookbook and she was like, okay, <laughs> like, maybe you just do my makeup. I'm like, I promise it's not a homeschool cookbook and there's nothing wrong with homeschool. I was homeschooled for part, part of my life, but I'm like, I promise it's not like a staple together. It's a real cookbook. And so, um, I got it in her hands and she, a couple months later, she's like, we love it. Costco would love to carry no it. Way. And people were like, how did you do it? It was wow. such a God thing. It was such a, wow. just believing in like, I have this message for people. Yeah. I want people to know that life isn't good when. Yeah. Life's not good when you have a beautiful home or the gorgeous kitchen. Some of the most beautiful food I have ever made came out of this teeny tiny apartment so and our cool. coil top stoves. The best dinner parties we've ever wow. hosted were paper plates and sitting on the floor. That's so good. And I want people to know that like their life is good and everything looks glossy right now on Instagram and television. Yep. And, and we have this model, even in the church, like you're supposed to be this kind of mom and you have to look this certain way and the you have pressure. to have it all put together. And that pressure alone, we don't even think about it. It's just creating a pathway in our brain. Yeah. Like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. But you are good enough. You you can't lose who you are. So good. You just go through things where you might feel far from you. Yeah. But you're always there. Yeah. Like, and I know it sounds so like tongue in cheek, like you were always there. No. Put up for the book. But Everybody so, needs to hear that. Yes. So many people are walking through seasons of their life where they yeah. feel like they lost yourself. They feel like they made a mistake mm -hmm. that defines the rest of their life. Yes. But it's not, it's not true. And that you'll never get back. No, but I love how you're saying like you just have to keep going. Yes. And there's so many things in what you just said that I can pull out and like literally I could yeah. take moment by moment and we could pull out so many more messages yes. from all the things you just yes. said. But one of the things I think is really cool is that cooking is a mm. gift that God placed in your life and yes. it is the gift that God is using to yeah. elevate you to the space that you're in. But it was also the thing that was like the thing that yes. stole a lot from your life. Yes. And so I just think that's so interesting because I do think that something can be a God-given yeah. gift and something that God really placed on you. Yeah. But that's like the thing that the enemy is going to like oh, he'll come use. after and use. You've heard that old saying like your strength is your greatest weakness and yes. your, gra your gift is your greatest weakness and your greatest strength. It's so true. He yes. will use that. And so yeah. I think some people think because before we started the podcast guess you said you can still be in the will of God and yeah. things be bad or things yes. go wrong you yes. know and I think it's the same thing like it can still be a gift God placed in your life mm -hmm. and be a, a source of pain yes. based on how you're yes. using it and I think you know for you like you were using that as more of like a selfish yes. like, like look ambition at me. I'm like the best I'm building my empire hate. look yes. at how good my food is but then it was like I'm actually using it to provide yes. and I'm using it to give and I'm yeah. using it to to serve the body of Christ and then all all of a sudden it became like your greatest gift. Yes. And I think that it's really important to note that because in this generation, in this world, so many people are like, and they wouldn't say this, mm -hmm. but they're pushing like, be selfish, you yes. know, with oh, your ambitions. Self-care like, is the biggest lie. Totally. There's nothing wrong with having a bubble bath, but this whole like, there's sort of like a toxic mom culture too, where it's yeah. like, lock yourself in the bathroom, drink your wine, like get away yeah. from those icky kids. Like I, there is a joy and a sanctity in motherhood. Does it yeah. mean that you don't cry or that you don't want to lock yourself in the bathroom? Those feelings and emotions aren't wrong. Jesus yeah. got angry. Like yeah. we have to understand that like, we're allowed to have emotion, yeah. but there's nothing wrong with being a mom. There's nothing yeah. wrong with a hard season. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with wishing you were in a season where your baby slept because mm -hmm. you're tired. Yeah. Bring that back to the Lord. Like that's where you can renew your strength. Yeah. It doesn't mean that those things are going to go away, but it's still the most beautiful season in your life. And I was speaking at a little group the other day and I said, you know, my son is 11 now and he's starting to get man hands and he has no baby teeth. He'll still snuggle me, but he's almost as tall as me. And I would give anything to literally chew on his baby fingers <laughs> again. I'm like this time right 
now, it's like, yeah. um, we're going to miss this. Yeah. You're going to want this back. Like, that. that's literally the country music lyric. Like, you're, you're going to want this yeah. back. <laughs> I heard the same thing. You're going to want this back. That's so true. Right? But this is this is it. And yeah. we're, we're spending time as a culture telling moms, like, you're almost there. Have yeah. your self-care. Like, Self-care is rooted in selfishness. Yeah. But let, don't don't mix me up. There's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. It's so true. Nothing wrong with that. God doesn't require you to be a doormat so or not shower or, you know what I mean? Like, yes. there's a difference. There is a difference. I love that you said that. And that's so sweet. Christian and I, we just had our three-year anniversary. Congratulations. And we're pregnant with baby number two, so a lot happening right now. <laughs> See, and you're still brand yes, new, fresh, newlywed. Yeah. And so we had this conversation the other day, and, you know, each anniversary we've set, and we talked about, like, what are the things that we loved about this year? Yes. What were the things that were hard? What are the things that we want to see in the next year? And one thing that I said in the next year, I was like, I want to see us, like, continue to grow um, just closer as parents together, yes. like, parenting together yes. better. And, um, and I said, because truly, I said, these nights are hard and long, but we are going to miss this. I was yes. like, we really are. Like, yes. one day we're going to look back and be like, I you wish you would wake us up. Snoogle. Yes. Snoogle the new word. I'm like, snoogle little honey. Like, snoogle her up. true. Like, now yeah. we're like, oh, why are we still waking up in the night? Yes. But it's like, no, actually one day we're going to be like, I wish we were I still wish. waking up in the night to yes. her wanting to get in our bed, yes. you know? And so we just had this conversation. And so yeah. I just love that you brought that up. And I want to talk about just how you said there is a difference and we're not meant yeah. to just be a doormat and we're not meant to just, because there is a difference. And I think that some people, mm-hmm. so some people try to overpromote themselves. Absolutely. And then some people under promote themselves for what God's actually trying to do in their life. And And there's fear. They're like, I can't do that. Yes. When I was writing this book, um, I'm not a writer. And there's a story that I talk about in there where I had given my my little thumb drive of my little homemade book to my girlfriend who worked with me. And she's like, I'm an editor. I'll totally edit your book. She met me in a parking lot a couple days later. And she said, you're a really good makeup artist. Um, I, I can't edit this. It's so bad. She said that. And I was like, I'm not a writer. I'm terrible. I will just put mascara on forever. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with putting mascara on forever. I still miss makeup, my makeup days. But the thing that was so profound is um, months later after I decided I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I barely graduated high school. Like, I'm not, this isn't for me, Lord. You got to, you got to do something else. Cause it just was this tug and pull on my heart to create this book. And um, an editor at a magazine we were working, working for said, I, that book project, are you still doing that? And I said, you know, I I didn't want to tell her, like, I am dumb. I cannot do it. I can't write. I cannot cannot write. Um, She says, I have a friend that you should talk to. Maybe she'll edit your book. It it turns out that this friend was a dean at a prestigious university in the English department. And I'm like, I cannot give her my messy thumb drive. My girlfriend that does a bang and smoky eye said, no way. You can't do this. Uh, And I really felt the Lord, like, give her your thumb drive, give her your, give her what you have, like just see. And so I waited on it for a couple of weeks. I ended up giving her my thumb drive. And and I told her the first thing I said was, I am not smart. And she said, well, I'll be the judge of that. And we drank our coffee and I know it was literally a baby at the time. And I thought, I walked away and thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be humiliated. She's going to open that and it's over. And um, a week later she, she calls me and I'm just ready to receive the, (laughs) you're bad. (laughs) And she says, Danielle, you are a beautiful writer. You just need a little bit of help with mechanics. And she said, have you ever heard of a stream of consciousness writing? And I'm like, I have not, (laughs) I'm not an academian. And she said, uh, she goes, you just write exactly how you speak. And she goes, it's a gift. 
and I'll help you. And sometimes we need people in our lives. God uses people in our lives. That was the Lord speaking through her that said, to say to me, you have a gift. Yeah. It doesn't matter if by the world standards, you don't know where a comma goes. Yeah. If you have a run-on sentence 16, 16 sentences long, because yeah. you don't know where the period should end and you just have so much to say. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you know where the structure of your sentence is. God has a plan for you that, yeah. that it so far exceeds the world standards. So and I and I went with it and we self-published. We got that book in Costco. And that led to me working on television. Wow. And people in our little local town, I was doing cooking demos. And um, one of the producers said, I didn't know you'd worked on TV before. Wow. And I said, I, I don't. And she said, well, maybe you should think about it. You, should, you could have a career in TV. And the only thing I thought at the time was, it wasn't like, I don't want people to know my name. I thought that could provide for my family. Wow. Like that could give us extra so money. Cool. At the time I'm like doing odd jobs and all yeah. kinds of things to make ends meet because we were coming out of the restaurant stuff. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that could be good provision. And Lord, you gave me this personality, like I'll use it that yeah. way. And I had no idea that that was going to lead to the Rachel Ray show Beautiful. and the Hallmark and Home and Family show. And the whole time, I just kept telling people, even on Instagram now, I have my little tiny following. I'm like, girl, you got it. You don't need makeup. Yeah. Like, whatever you're eating, like, we, we go through McDonald's drive through and then we have four-course meals some days. Like, I love it. this is living. Like, living it. is this journey and process. And so Good. people are always so excited. I'm, I'm so excited about, like, the the door knocking opportunities like, oh, you work with Kelly Clarkson. That's so cool. But that's not what it's about. Yep. God's using it in a different capacity. And I remember being on the Rachel Ray show one time and she held my hand up and she said, this girl is the real deal. She knows what it's like to choose between potatoes and toilet paper. <laughs> like, and this yeah. is America right now, especially yeah. in inflation. How can we save money? How can we live a beautiful life, but not by the world standards, yep. a beautiful life, like have peace in yeah. your home, wherever your home is. If your home is an apartment or a mobile home or a big, beautiful mansion, you can have so much love within those walls. That's where our greatest work goes down inside our home. That's so true. And that's where the that's where the motivation is always. That's so true. If we could share that, and then I'm gonna show you how to make a mean um, beef bourguignon. We all need that too. You gotta eat well and love well. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that my life is perfect. I mean, I'm still a freelancer. I'm still trying to cut deals and paycheck to paycheck and all the things. And people get surprised when you talk like that. Like you work on television, you still worry about your finances. And I'm like, well. Yeah, I want to be a good steward of what yeah. the Lord's given me. And I want to be wise about it. And I want to share with people. I could be making millions of dollars. I'm still going to buy the sale potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm still going to live that life and steward. share that with women. You're a good steward. Um, yeah. I love that. I love what you said when you said, I'm just going to give her what I have. Because I think, you know, so many people, like you said, like we wait until something yes. gets good or we wait until everything's working out or yeah. we wait until we get better or we wait until it's all yes. right or the stars all align. Yes. And like, stop waiting. Like the time Time is, is now. now. It's like, That's give what it. you have. Yes. Show up with who you are. Oh, like. I have got a story for you. This is one of my favorite stories to share. So we were in New York in 2017. We just had Milo, this brand new little baby, and we were broke. And I'd written my second book, and I I knew we just got to get to New York to promote it. So I'm on the Rachel Ray Show promoting my second self-published book, and uh, and we lost our luggage. Hmm. I had no money. And toothbrushes in Manhattan that are. always happen. No. I mean, it was, it was a big deal. Like, what are we going to do? So Mike's like, well, the first thing we're going to do is get coffee. So we went down to a little Starbucks. We're getting our drip Good coffee call. and we're in line. And I thought, Lord, what am I going to do? I don't have the right clothes. I don't have the right hair. I don't have my makeup. Like my skin is patchy and red. Like how can I go on national television, tell people buy my book. And I look like this. And there was a gentleman in front of us who happened to be homeless. And mm. I don't know for sure if he was yeah. homeless, but he looked homeless and he picked a sandwich out. You know how you go up to the Starbucks and you can pick what you want out yeah. of a little counter. And he set it on the counter. 
And uh, the woman says like, I don't know, $7.18 or whatever she said. And he says, he puts like a handful of change up and he says, I have like $1.31 and I'm hungry. Hmm. And she said, I got you. Like wow. no big deal. And at that moment, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Lord, like he just put what he had forward. It wasn't enough. And then down the line, you get this big Sweet. booming Brooklyn accent. And he's like, what are you drinking today, brother? And the guy's like, oh, no, no, just a sandwich. Like just a sandwich. He's like, no, no, I got you. In wow. unison. Like they weren't in, even in communication with each other. Wow. And he's like, all it tells, he says whatever he'll have. And I had to step out of line and get outside. And I remember looking up at the sky. It's 18 degrees out. It's January. And I thought, Lord, I am so ill-equipped for this journey like you, but you have me. Like I get teary-eyed thinking about it. We have to take what we have because it's never going to be enough. We're not complete. Mm -hmm. There's another, like there's this adage like you are enough, you're enough. Well, we're only enough in Christ. We are never enough. You're never going to measure up. You're never going to feel the way that you should outside of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's why we've got addiction problems and depression and anxiety. We are looking for what Jesus provides. And I just think of that all the time in the midst of things, like even coming to Louisiana, I'm coming off a hard season. And I told my husband, I said, you know, I've been really pushing it hard for eight months. (laughs) And he's like, babe, that's so funny. Normally people are like, it's been a rough week. I'm like, these eight Eight months months have stretched me. Wow. Um, and coming into this, I knew like, Lord, I don't feel like enough. Mm. And there has been confirmation after confirmation that this is, you got it. You are wow. enough. Like that's you, so what I have given you is plenty and I'm going to handle the rest. Wow. That's so good. Well, I just feel like God is, um, you know, showing you that in such cool ways and I won't share yeah. your story, but yeah. it's share just it. so Girl. cool that even right before she came on this podcast, she was at CVS yes. and literally the lady at CVS gives you a word. Yes. And so to think about eight months being so hard, but the Lord yes. like sees you and all of that. And he's like, Hey, this you are woman, enough this and what you're doing prophetic. matters. Yeah. Like prophetic. And we talk too. like, you'll get people that want to pray for you and it's kind of hokey. And yeah. sometimes you feel like, Ooh, was yeah. that Jesus or <laughs> was that like your pride? I mean, like you, you know, Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been. We've all been there. We're like, oh, the Lord. I need somebody to interpret that because that was <laughs> that, was, that was not it. <laughs> and it was so funny. I'm literally buying peachy gummies, and we're talking about going to Bucky's. And she has this word for me. And she's like, "You have been faithful. The Lord is literally getting ready to line things up." And she's like, "Girl, it's your time. Like, get your new shoes on. Step into it." She has no idea that there is a chapter in my book wow. titled "New Shoes." You can't go where God I'm wants so you in this. old shoes. Come on. I I was going, I was literally, I had these old tennis shoes and I was traveling in them constantly. Back a couple years ago, I was doing Hallmark and I would bleach the bottoms every time I traveled. And I was like, these were some good old standby nasty tennis shoes, like lawn mowing shoes. And I would try to clean them up and I would bring fresh tennis shoes to do my shoots. And one time I'm in my trailer getting ready to do a thing and God says, you put your new shoes on and you go to the airport in those. You do not put your nasty old tennis shoes back on. You cannot go where I'm having you go in those old shoes. And it was just this metaphor for our mentalities. Like we are bringing along all the old old stuff. stuff. We're trying to clean up our old ideals and bleach them off and make it okay. And that's how what God has for us. Never again will I wear, I bought a brand new fresh pair of kicks for this trip. We are going in new tennis shoes to everything. And I want, and maybe you can't afford new kicks. That's fine. But it's a mentality. Mentality. But so before I got here, I was like, Lord was like, get yourself some new shoes. 
this woman doesn't know me at all. And she said, you get your new shoes on. I want, I want the new wineskins. I'm I'm like, Lord, this is it. Here we come. It's crazy. So it was so good. It was so good. I love that because I feel like it's just a season change for you, you know, and it's so cool that you would share that it has been a hard eight months. And sometimes it is like that. Sometimes it's not just a week. Sometimes it's a year. It's a year. This year, this is harder than any pandemic year. Oh, yeah. People are like, oh, it's hard for you. I'm like, absolutely. This is living. Living is difficult, but it does not mean I'm outside the Lord's will. It's good. I I want any any woman right now, if your life is difficult, Mm -hmm. if you are in the fire, I mean, you're really in it. And we were landing. I... It was so funny coming into Louisiana and it was gorgeous. I mean, like beautiful clouds. I talked about this on Instagram yesterday and we're kind of cutting through the clouds. And then all of a sudden I see this little flicker and I'm like, that is lightning. We're flying into lightning. I'm on a flight path. I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is where God has me right now, but we're flying into lightning. Yeah. So then we get turbulence. It gets really dark. And I'm like, this is the wildest, most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. I wasn't going to throw up. I was like, first of all, thank you, Lord, for the calm stomach. <laughs> I wasn't scared. I was like, we are right where we're supposed to be. Wow. We landed in lightning. Wow. It does not mean that it got better. Yeah. It didn't get better. We landed in the storm. Yeah. It, But it still means that God was there right there. there with me. Yeah. And it was still bumpy. It was like, hit the ground, bump. <laughs> Bumpity, bumpity, bumpity. You made it. And the Lord knows what you're going through. Yeah. So if there That's is good. anybody listening, you might be hitting the ground and thinking, the heavens have to clear for it to be okay. Mm. That's not it. Yep. It's not it. It's good. It's good. Doesn't always look good. Yeah. I love your story reminds me so much of the story of Joseph, which oh, just in so many so much of what you're saying. Yeah. Because there's this gift on his life. He was a dreamer. Yes. And his brothers were so jealous of her being a dreamer that because he was a dreamer, he gets thrown in the pit. And yes. so he literally gets thrown in this pit, sold into slavery. All of these crazy things happen. It's like it looks yeah. terrible. It looks like this is bad. How can anything good come from this? Yeah. But then that's actually like what God that was the vehicle that was the vehicle to get him to the palace like where he needed to be and then to elevate him up into second in command and then it's just so cool because the thing that got him out of the prison was that he was a dreamer so the very thing that the enemy came after meant for his destruction the very thing that God used as his gifting to put him in the position he was in. And then it says, that's where that famous verse comes that we quote all the time, what the enemy meant for evil, God, you intended for good. And it's just so true. And that's really how all of our life is. It's just so much of what you're describing. And Joseph, like he was in the perfect will of God the whole time. Like it wasn't that he was outside God's will. He couldn't help what was happening to him. But he was in a prison and he was in a pit and he was in a, and you say, how can that be? Accused, rejected, no family. Yes, you know, God. And it says that everything, Every place that he was, God made him successful. Every yeah. place that he was, God get and success doesn't always look like financial success yes. or worldly success yes. or fame or none of that. Success looks like to me, it just looks like like contentment of your yeah. heart and the yes. joy in your heart and being um a hundred percent having provision of food and like yes. you know yes. you're alive success breath yes. yes success is all those things success is the fruit of who god is yes it's having god in those moments and i mean think about the fruit of who god is love That's joy good. success peace. is the fruit like, of who god is it's true you need to write that down success it's true. is the fruit of, fruit who, of god who god is, god is. yes true. when you have the fruit of who god is it's so countercultural to the world like yeah. true love true peace yes. true joy it's about love like your whole thing is like joy mm-hmm. um why 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 did you put joy in the title of all things that you do? It's so funny because joy really is it. And I want people to know that joy and sorrow coincide. Like you can be going through grief. Like I lost a dear friend this summer, but she taught me so much. Um, she, uh, she passed away of colon cancer. And I feel like 
losing her was difficult. She is in heaven now designing French chateaus. But the thing that's so cool is she taught, there's so much joy that comes yeah. from that. Like I like to tell people like you can be grieving and cracking up at the same time. Yeah. Like your heart can be broken and God can be using that at the same time. Like in these lowly places, that's where we, that's where the Lord reveals himself to us. And so uh, during all the loss and all the brokenness and all the weird things, I'm still a very optimistic, happy person. Yeah. I'm going to turn it into a joke. We're going to have a little stand up comedy about it. I want to tell you about like the time that I, you know, I threw up on myself on a plane or, and you, in the, in the moment, like you could experience in the moment, it's like the worst thing could ever happen. But a couple days later, you get a little bit outside of it and you're cracking (laughs) up. Like just, so I, I want people to know, like, it's okay. Like joy, sorrow, they go together hand in hand. They're, um, it's like a black and white cookie. Like they just, it's, it's, it's what, it's what I want people to know in life that it's okay. And so we put joy in everything. It's rustic is messy. Joyful is just life and it's food. So it just, I love love how rustic joyful food, we have a little second tagline. It's like life is good today. Yeah. It's not good when it's not good if, uh, it's not good. And that's so good for people to hear because we're not being told that. Yeah. Like, guess what? Like, you don't have the perfect home. You don't have the perfect marriage or family, but you have to have an openness and a willingness. And that's really what it's all about. And God happens to be using food as the vehicle to deliver the message of hope in him. It's not in me. It's not like, oh my gosh, look how cool I am. (laughs) Like I live a very blessed and beautiful life. But it would be just as blessed and beautiful if I was doing something else. It's good. It'd be just as blessed and, and beautiful really if I was a that. secretary. I really because can. Because you live through yes. all the different places in yes. your life. And I love how even your story at the beginning, you lost everything, but you yeah. had each other. Like yeah. you know what it's like to like be in a place where literally you don't you don't have anything from the outside world, but you have yeah. everything that matters. Yeah. You know. And so I love how what you're saying is like it holds so much truth because yes. you're like I've walked it, yes. I've lived it, I've yes. seen it, I felt it, and like this is who God is, and yeah. this is who He's proven. To be in the whole thing. Absolutely. So speaking of joy and food, we're coming up on the holidays. Yes, we're coming up on Christmas. Yes. Are you a Christmas girl? I'm such a Christmas girl. Like through and through. And a couple days ago, I text my little family thread because you have the family thread. And I was like, you guys, I am not in the Christmas spirit. Like what is going on? I need the Christmas spirit. And my mom texts me on the side and she's like, you have it, girl. You're just a little stressed right now. Yeah. And I kind of took a little breath and I was like, oh, you know what? I do have it right now. And then we put our tree up and my kids fought the whole time. And I'm like, this is not magic. <laughs> like, why is the magic not happening <laughs> after they fought? And then they, my my five year old broke some vintage ornaments, and my eleven oh, year old was no. crying and saying, "These are supposed to come with me when I move out of the house." And it was just not magical. And I'm like, "No, but you know what, Lord? This is it. This is living." Yeah. And the and the act of Advent and the anticipation of the birth of Jesus yeah. and the gift in our Savior. This is what this is like the beginning of Christianity. Yeah. Like that is what it's, it's all about. I'm even getting chills now. So here I was cool. in the moment, mad that my kids are fighting, wanting the Christmas spirit. This is it as, as a Christian. There's nothing I have to wait on. Yeah. It's already here. And then all the trees and the twinkly lights and all the things, it's not about gifts. Mm-hmm. It's about that anticipation of the birth of our Savior. It's so it's here. It's like, so I good. love it. I love it. I love that. It's so encouraging to people listening because I'm sure so many people feel that way. They're like, I just don't feel in the Christmas yes, spirit. And it's been a tough I love, year yes. and inflation and having to buy for people and totally. all the things. But I love that, you know, truth overrides our feelings. Yes. And, you know, it might not feel 
feel yes, like a but it's Christian, the but the truth is, is that yes. we, Jesus came, their good news yes. is here, like this anticipation, this excitement, we're walking towards something that's true. Yeah. It's not just magical. Yes. It's, it's actually rooted in a truth. Yes. And so that is like the biggest difference. And I, I had the same experience. My husband and I, we were getting all the Christmas stuff down and yeah. I was wanting to, and honey wasn't taking a nap and everything was crazy and yeah. Christian was in a bad mood. I was like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this like, right we're now. We're not doing this right this now. This is not fulfilling exactly what I want. Not yes. the Christmas spirit. We're yes. supposed to be happy and playing Christmas music. I sat on the couch like a stuff. curmudgeon while my boys fought and my husband tried to put the tree. And then we, I bought one strand of twinkle lights and one strand of not. And so they were going on the tree and I was like, that's not uniform. Like, <laughs> so we got twinkles up here and still yep. lights down here. And I'm like, this is a mess. <laughs> like yep. it was just not, I was not feeling it, but that's not the truth. Yeah, it's more my than that. My feelings magic. are not the truth. Yeah, I love that so much. Well, okay, give us some tips because a lot of people are about to be hosting. Yes. And I love hosting people, but I I'm not too. the best cook. So, okay, first of all, I need your advice because I'm hosting my in-laws for Christmas this year. Yes. And so I need to know, what should someone cook if they don't like know how to cook? Go and give easy. us hosting tips. Simple, go easy. Okay. Don't try a new recipe when you're inviting people over. That's smart. That's so stressful. That's so scary. Even me, I'll be like, I'm going to make a blah, blah, blah. And it won't work out sometimes. And I, even for me, I'm like, I can't believe I'm having guests over and I'm scrambling in the kitchen. Don't overextend yourself. Okay, good call. Even if it's like, this is my favorite thing. We make this olive braised chicken every single, like for everybody that comes over, make the same dish. Make something you feel confident with. That's good. And then prep anything you can beforehand. That's like good. Like if you can even do something the day before, like make the salad dressing or buy the salad dressing. Smart. Get a couple cartons of salad. Like don't overextend yourself. Smart. And also don't go outside your budget to impress people. Yeah. Just because it's the holidays, a lot of people think like oh, a crown roast or a crown pork roast or yeah. a prime rib mm -hmm. or there's so rack of lamb. There's so many things we want to eat during the holidays because they're special. But if that's not in your budget, don't do that. It's good. Even if you want to elevate a hamburger patty, you can braise it with like homemade cream of mushroom and cool. serve that over mashed potatoes. Like that's yeah. an, it feels homey and comforty, but it yeah. costs pennies. Yeah. Take a whole chicken and put it in a pot with a can of tomatoes and salt and pepper and an onion. I, I kid you not, in three hours, it's the most delicious fall apart what? yummy chicken. So, so think of small ingredients, um, things that don't stress you out, and go with what you can afford. And don't Smart. try to over-impress if it's not in your budget. I, I mean, love that. if it's in your budget, you better go for it. <laughs> and even order out. Like, if that's in your budget, go to one of your favorite grocery stores and order a meal, take it home, and put it in your own stuff. Smart. And just enjoy your family. Like yeah. when we take so much on right now, it just has, it takes away from all of the beautiful gift. Yeah. Just enjoy the fact that you're in your home. Yeah. Don't rent extra tables, put people on the floor. It's like good. get your get eat on a pillow. I mean, you can yeah. this this doubles as perfect. A, you know what? Here you go with your little plate, and don't be embarrassed of what you have. Yeah, I think that that's the most important. That's good. It is so important. And I remember one time I hosted my friends. Um, it was my friend's birthday, yeah. and this was whenever I was like, you know, single, living in Nashville. Yes. One of my friends and my roommate was like, "Okay, you're gonna host it." I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be great." Yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna be running in that morning. I'm gonna be traveling, so I'll be in, and then I'll just make pancakes for everybody. It'll be great." And um, um, I get there and the house is kind of messy and I start making them pancakes and my roommate's like, I cannot believe that like <laughs> you're about to like have everybody over like this. I was like, it'll be yes, fun. Yes, you're like, it's going to be then great. She was like, 
I'm honestly learning so much right now. She was like, because I would never do this because I would yeah. be so embarrassed by yes. like, the house isn't cleaner. Like we just had pancakes or like whatever. Yes. And I was like, no, but think about like how much fun everybody's gonna have. And everybody came and it was so fun. Yes. And we had like, you know, just little toppings like chocolate chips and yeah. uh, blueberries and strawberries. Yes. It was just so cheap and easy. Yes. And everybody had a blast and yes. nobody was like, oh, your house is kind of messy or why are we eating on paper That's plates? It. Like, and it that was, it. and it was so fun. Yes. I just remember her saying that and it, it I was like, oh, that is cool. And I think because my mom always was like that. Like, yeah. we always had people in our house. And it wasn't, even if our house was messy or yeah. even if we didn't prepare anything, we'd order a pizza. Like, it wasn't, yes. like, a big deal. Yeah. Um, so it taught me growing up to not even think about, like, mm-hmm. to o- not overthink, you know, what That's the house looks gift. like. Or try I to want be. women to hear this. Yeah, like, it's so true. Don't overthink it. Invite don't people over. It. And your mom is incredible she at hosting. Is. Like, just being in her home yesterday – she didn't, she, nothing phases her. It's like, oh, it's okay. What, do whatever. Truly. Have that. She came and picked us up for the airport. She goes, I just left them all at my house. She, and I was like, you guys, you guys, we have to leave. Corey left. We're in somebody's house. We got to be here. <laughs> like, so we're like host. getting out the door. The most incredible host. But it's because she's so confident in who God has made her. It's true. Just so confident and like, it's oh, true. this is me. Like, enjoy. It's true. What and you don't like, you don't like. Like, anything but maybe you know what your mom has got some cooking skills though there's intuition there i was so happy when she was like yeah she taught me how to cook i was like good oh she great yes she's got some intuition yes wow and she's like well you know i've been around it for so long i'm like and i told her mom too i was like your grandma i'm like no you know what girl you know because she was telling me i'm getting like in the weeds or making so many dishes and she's like oh does this need to be served i'm like that's that's intuition. Wow. You have some cooking okay, intuition mom. there. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. love it. My mom, you know, she can. She just gets so distracted. Yeah. Because she's well, all just dad's like. Well, your doing it all too. Yes. Yeah. My dad has like always been the cook. So yeah. maybe my dad was, you know, my dad's all town. My mom's like, okay, yes, I can do this. I can do this. I have some skill. But I love that. And it's so true. I mean, just don't overthink it. And yeah. just, I love how you said like, just don't stress it because mm-hmm. it really is just about family time yes. and your time together. And last year for Christmas week, hosted our in-laws and I tried to cook all this stuff oh. and I burnt my hand and you're like, exhausted because I was going so fast like I grabbed the um, thing right out of the oven the yes the oh my gosh I thought my thumb was gonna like melt into yes. my skin yes and it hurts so bad so then the whole night I'm like throbbing I'm like yes. trying to act like I'm like not you're like okay and it hurts yes and then I'm like man if I would have just slowed down and yep. not tried to like impress or try to go mm-hmm. crazy like this just would have been a lot more enjoyable yes and so this year I've already been thinking okay what am I gonna make that like I'm confident in Mm -hmm. that like is not gonna take away from the night that's actually just gonna add to to the night this is the meal that we're eating and I want to be able to enjoy it with you yes uh and it's so funny when you said that like you wanted to impress and you burn your hand this summer um we have some chef friends and he's just the most brilliant chef I mean super inspiring very incredible they're coming over for dinner for the first time I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna make this like I'm a cook I'm a cook I happen to be a goofy funny cook that loves Jesus like but I'm not like this renowned chef and so I'm feeling nervous like what am I gonna make and I'm like okay I'm gonna do tacos but I'm gonna do multiple sauces and slaws and all kinds of fun stuff. And, and we're gonna have three different proteins. And I was really going over, totally overboard. And I cut the tip of my finger off. Oh, and geez. I'm like, we ended up, I called them. I'm like, we're headed to the emergency room. Oh, <laughs> and like gosh. rolling around on the floor and trying not to pass out. I tell my husband, I'm like, I need a bowl of, I need a bowl. And I was saying, I need water. Cause <laughs> so Mike brings me a bowl of water. And I'm like, you don't even love me. <laughs> like, 
My kids, my my five year old runs outside and he's yelling, "My mom cut a finger off!" To the neighbors walking by with a dog, and it was just because I was overdoing it, getting yeah. stressed. Like I want to impress. Yeah, I want to make sure that it's perfect for these people. And then fast forward, they come over a month later, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm just I'm throwing some steaks on the grill. I I don't even have milk. Like we, it's just gonna be a hodgepodge meal. You guys want to come over? We had the best time. That's awesome. It was like so when you get out of lesson. the. I'm gonna impress. My finger has grown back. <laughs> but my thumb is healed. My, we're healed. I'll never forget. <laughs> That's so good. Gosh, I love it so much. Just yeah. take the stress off the holiday season. And I mean, yeah. life is stressful as it is. You don't need to stress yes. over the food if you if you don't have to. I yeah. mean, make it something enjoyable. Make it something fun. You gave some great tips on even yes. some cheap, easy, cheap but and easy great meals. Whole roasted for- chicken. Um, chuck roast. Go- buy things on sale. Stick them in the freezer. Um, chicken thighs are your best friend. They're more affordable than chicken breast, and you can put them in a crock pot. And then if That's you're worried awesome. about fat or all the little tendons and tissues and things like that, because a lot of people are like, ooh, dark meat. I don't like that. I don't like anything fatty. The crock pot will melt it off. Oh, cool. So you can just put it in there with any kind of favorite fun sauce. That's awesome. Serve those in a taco shell. Like, do things that That's you can awesome. make things elevated. Um, um, by adding like a chimichurri or a special vinaigrette or making something kind of homemade, but don't do I anything. I love like those little tricks that yes. make something feel like yes. so cool. Yeah. Baked chicken, but chimichurri. Well, yeah. if you have a little food processor and cilantro, parsley, olive oil, and garlic and lemon juice, whirl it boom. all up, boom, put some red chili flakes That's there, be like awesome. it's spicy. And then you have this like fancy sauce I for your basic big chicken. That is so fun. Yeah. I love it. Okay, all the tips. Y'all, I know that y'all enjoyed this conversation so much because I so did. And yes. I just had chills so many times just hearing Thank the things you. that God's doing in your life and yeah. has done in your story. And so I think just there's so many lessons that you guys can learn as you hear her story. Just don't give up. Give what you have. Show yeah. up with who you are, where you're at, because that is enough. Um, there's so many takeaways that I know you can take into your life and practical things. And also fun things for the holidays. Host people, not because you're going to impress people, but because you love people and because you want to welcome them into your home. Go follow Danielle at Rustic Joyful Food. Rustic Joyful Food. And also, if you're anything like me and you love YouTubing things, YouTube her on The Kelly Carson Show because she has so many fun recipes. Your uh, leftover Valentine's Day cake was so fun. She has the Olive Garden pasta that That she made. That pasta jewel went viral. That looked good. I was like, I need this. Yes. So all kinds of fun things. She's definitely someone that you're going to want to follow and go get her new book. You were always there. Such a good message that everyone needs to hear. Thanks for listening. And I hope everybody has a great week. Woo!